Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Welcome to yet another edition of Slice of Life. I hope your Saturday is off on the right foot. And certainly with uh, all the things happening in Western New York in this very short summer season that we all try to take advantage of, there's a lot to talk about, including grilling. So we'll talk about some uh, great um, opportunities to pick up fresh meat, seafood, and other delicious treats for the grill and uh, in your kitchen with the folks from Dispenza's Meat Market who made the trip in from Ransomville, and I certainly appreciate Frank and Rachel Dispenza coming in and talking about what's happening in their end of the world and um, for picnic season. So we'll get into that. And also, as you may know, that there there's a, an organization called the Hope Chest Dragon Boats, and it is a festival that takes place every June, and it's a week away. It's on Saturday, June 15th, and it's always a pleasure for me to welcome two women who are integral to the success of the Dragon Boat Festival. Susan Gately is here and Ann Kiss. Susan... And welcome back to Slice of Life. Great to have you. Thank you, Brenda. Great to be here. Now, ladies, it's hard to believe that um, another year has come and gone. And here we are ready for another Dragon Boat Festival uh, that's on the 15th, as I mentioned. And Susan, tell folks what the festival is all about. Well, the festival is our primary fundraiser. We do it each year. This is our eighth festival. And it consists of 45 teams who compete in a Dragon Boat. And um, they compete in multiple races during the day. And um, it's just an exciting, fun-filled day. Yes, it is. And when you mention about a dragon boat, Susan, it's not just the name of a boat. It's actually a dragon-shaped head that's on the end of the boat. Yes, that's correct. It's quite striking, isn't it? There's a dragon head mounted on the front of the boat. And it's really, um, it adds to the excitement, I think, of the of the event. There's nothing quite like it, really. You know, when you see these boats uh, adorned with these tremendous and really quite ornate dragon heads. Yes. It's great to see. And this will take place at Buffalo River Works, of course. And Anne, you've been involved uh, with this organization for a long time. And the idea behind it initially was to have uh, women and men, for that matter, who were battling breast cancer, do an exercise program under kind of a supervised program with the intent to heal quicker and to facilitate uh, recovery. Tell us your journey, how it all happened. Yes, exactly. Um, The team was founded in 2000. I actually joined in 2001. So um, we're actually a wellness program. We offer free exercise and nutrition classes throughout the year. And in May, most years, maybe not this year, we put our dragon boats (laughs) in the water and uh, we practice the sport of dragon boat racing. And it's a very big event for breast cancer survivors. There are many teams across Canada. We actually were the second team in the United States, and we've been going strong for the last 19 years now. That's fantastic. Almost two decades. And, and if I understand correctly, there are teams internationally as well. Yes, there are. And um, several years ago, we went to the International Breast Cancer um, Dragon Boat Festival down in Sarasota it was a great event. Um, the last one they had was over in Italy a couple of years ago, and I'm not sure they haven't come out with where it's going to be next. I can one. just picture the canals of Venice with dragon boats yeah. on them. People that get together from a business or wherever. In Toronto, when uh, Mike Kirkman, who is Pan Am, uh, came to me and asked me if I would be willing to 
uh, help out being the what he called the MC for the event, which was in Toronto at that time on the island. And that was a two-day event at that point. And I said, sure, but that I would call the races. And his response was, well, we just need an MC to get them to the uh, marshalling area. I said, no, what you need is somebody actually calling the races. I said, if you have someone calling the races and they can hear that, what will happen uh, is that that competitive spirit starts to just bubble up and then it just takes off. And so uh, he allowed me to do that. And he, uh, he said, okay, I get it. And so I've been doing it since, since that time. Is it, a, is it a difficult thing to call, Alan? I mean, I think about... No, I think you could do it, Brendan. I'm being very sincere <laughs> because you're a broadcaster. I actually do think you could do it. It's, um, you know, I think it takes a lot of coordination with the people who put on the event so that I understand who the teams are and where they are. That's the biggest part. But once you get into an under understanding of the length of the... Uh, circuit. And by the way, Riverworks is maybe the best. And I've, I've called these races all over the place. Riverworks is outstanding. It's a great place to have an event. What do you like, like about Riverworks? Because everybody's right there. You know, all the participants can get down to the marshalling area easy from where they are. And all the spectators have this ability to enjoy Riverworks and watch the races. And in some events, you are, you know, you're cordoned off into an area which is great for racing, but for spectators, it might be challenging. There have mm -hmm. been a couple of those that I've been at. This is not that. You can come down and enjoy the whole, the whole of it. Riverworks is perfect. The water's right there, uh, refreshments, all the other events that uh, they have planned are all right there. It really is a dynamic environment. And ladies, how lucky are we to have oh, Alan goodness. doing we, the call? We are so incredibly grateful for Alan's contributions. He makes the event so special each and every year. His voice is incredible, and his his knowledge of the, of the sport is incredible. So we are very, very, very grateful. And you've been in the boats. Yes. When you hear Alan booming out the I've different things. I've heard him things, in Tampa. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, you've been down uh, south with him as well. Yes. Does that get you fired up? Yes. Yeah, it does. I know it gets the other um, spectators when they're waiting in the marshalling area and he's like calling the close races, especially toward the end of the afternoon when we're going into the championship round. Those people It's very exciting. Are, yeah, it is yeah. exciting. I think that's important to point out. What happens is all the, all the participants will, their first, you get three races throughout the day. You're guaranteed that. Well, your first race is a timing race so that you may win that race, but it's your time that you take forward with you into your next set of races. So you will then be positioned in your second race with boats and teams with similar time. Now, you can imagine how close that gets yes. as the day goes on. And by, by the end of the day, those last set of races, there are some really close races to and call. And some very competitive people. Oh Boy, they really want to win. I bet. They really yeah. do. And yeah. do you find that the women who are recovering from breast cancer can really put on a great show? As they're opposed, terrific. But what about uh, these burly firemen that you see out there? That, they're, you know, they're, 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 <laughs> when you put all the boats and you get them close together, it doesn't really matter as long as the racing's close. Uh, obviously, when you have these different divisions, it's going to be, you know, different times. Sure. But breast cancer survivors, I mean, as I said, when I was at the Worlds, it was extremely competitive, the the racing that uh, goes on. And you can see uh, the videos are out that you can watch these events. And Anne certainly can attest to it. it. It was very close. A lot of, like, photo finish racing going on. It's so very exciting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Very, you know, when I think about play-by-play, -play, Ellen, I think about NBA or college hoops or certainly hockey or football where there's a field or a rink. But this has its own arena of sorts. 
It does. It does. You know, when you when you look at you know, I I have a hope. I'm not. I'm sure these women may survive or, or or agree with me. Hopefully, that one day I hope that we see it in the Olympics. I I think yes. that it's around the world as a participatory sport. It's the biggest. It's it's explosive. What's going on? But I've been saying that for what ten years. Yes, uh, right. it's been going on. So it, it just continues to get bigger. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, as being able to call that in those uh, venues. Uh, is it's exciting, and you can wear shorts and flip flops. <laughs> you can spend every other year. Who but knows? This spring, this, yeah. It's been a challenge. Um, Susan, as we wrap up, how can people find out more? What's your website? Hopechestbuffalo.org. And on the day of the event, we have an app that we update with race schedules and information relevant to the event. So um, they can find access to that on our web- our website as well. HopeChessBuffalo.org. Alan Davis, thank you so much for doing what you Look do year in and year out. And kissed Susan, Gra- uh, Susan Gately. What a pleasure. Thank you so much, ladies, thank for you, coming Brenda. in. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it. Best of luck next week at the Hope Chess. Thank you. Great. We'll be back right after this. Are you a fan of succulent hand-carved beef and turkey? Do you like having fish fries available every day? Then come experience fresh, scratch-made favorites at the historic Glen Park Tavern in the heart of Williamsville. The Glen Park Tavern's hand-carved beef and turkey are available in-house or for parties as well. Enjoy a delicious selection of hearty salads, sides, and soups seven days a week. Visit the Glen Park Tavern on Main near Cayuga in Williamsville. It's not just a meal, it's an experience. The second annual Bourbon and Whiskey Fest is at Batavia Downs on Saturday. For $40, you'll receive a Belmont Steaks glass, two complimentary cocktails from Black Button Distilling, and four roses, $15 in free play, a t-shirt, and access to over 25 different bourbons. A portion of the proceeds benefit the Thurman Thomas Family Foundation. And you can meet Thurman on site. Must be 21 years of age to attend. Tickets available now at BataviaConcerts.com. news about the latest happenings around the Buffalo Niagara region, contact Brenda during the week at 843-0651. That's 843-0651. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostess, Brenda Alacy. And welcome back to Slice of Life. Thanks as always to Kevin Carr behind the scenes, making everything hum here at the station. K Carr putting us on the right road. Well, speaking of the right road, you ought to take the road up to Dispenza's Meat Market. It's just two minutes from NCCC, and it is a revelation. If you want fresh food, and if you want fresh not only meats, but seafood and homemade soups, among a number of other offerings at Dispenza's, this is the place to go. And in the studio this morning, we have Rachel and Frank, husband and wife Dispenza team. Folks, welcome, and good morning. Good morning. Good morning, How are you? Brenda. Doing well, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come up here because you are very busy. Both of you are running a, a successful meat market called Dispenza's. It's D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A apostrophe S. And you may have heard some of the advertising on our sister stations where we talk about their slogan at Dispenza's, trust your butcher, know your food. Frank, what does that slogan mean to you? Well, it's just a, a, a basically right exactly what it says, trust your butcher. Because what we want to do now is we don't have many times we go to a grocery store, we, can we trust where we're getting our food from? Or and do the people that we buy it from, do they really know what they're selling us? In a grocery store, 
they're lucky that they can have a big pool of employees to pick from, but they may not be people that are knowledgeable in one specific area. So when I want people to come in and trust us at Dispenza's is because we know what we're selling you. We know where it came from. We're the ones that are cutting it. We know um, how it was raised, uh, how it was aged, and the best way to cook it. So, you know, trust us to let you know that you are getting the best meats and seafood in our store. And at the same time, you know, don't be afraid to ask us advice on how to cook it because if you're going to buy something that's that special, we want it to taste that special. That's a great point, too. And I think sometimes we, when you're in an environment where you're talking to the person face-to-face, Rachel, rather than maybe, you know, five or six people behind the counter or you're a mile down the counter, it's so much easier to relate to somebody. For example, when you walk in your place, I've seen you right there behind the counter. Do you find that a lot of people do ask for advice or... I guess conversely, you know what they like, so perhaps you can offer advice. Absolutely. Um, not only do they, they people love to see us behind the counter. If we're not there, I mean, they'll ask for us on the phone. <laughs> oh, we need to talk to Ra- Frank or Rachel. What for? I have to just talk to them. And then you ask what they want, and they, oh, I just want to put in an order. But, I mean, it is, we are more knowledgeable than I, our employees. Of course. They're, yeah. they're, they're very well, you know, they know a lot also, but people want to see us and. We just, some, you're right, we do know most of our customers, and they'll say, you gave me something at Christmas time, and we'll know exactly what it was, and they'll say, I want that again. So, Yeah, that's know. an experience you cannot duplicate in a, you know, a major uh, supermarket or a big box store. And Frank, uh, you really put a premium on fresh, organic fruits and vegetables, too, right? Exactly. It's not just, well, let's run down what some of the things, uh, some of the uh, signature items. Of course, meat. So, of course, our meats are the highlight of our store. Our our meats are going to be all prime, dry aged. Everything's um, all natural. But also the other products in our store, like our seafood. So you can get seafood at many different places in western New York. We get seafood directly from the Boston uh, Seafood Pier. comes through through Schneider's. Um, We'll get several phone calls during the week to let us know what's there. Twice a week it comes in. And that's important to know, too, because you want sustainably caught USA or Canada. We do get some seafood from Norway. Um, You want, you know, from the waters that are the cleanest possible. The fish are caught, you know, in the best way that they can be. And most importantly, that you're getting it as fresh and as quickly as you can. So every day there might be something different. That's the beauty of Dispenza's, too. You're not getting the same old thing day in and day out. It really is a nice way to vary up the menu if people are thinking, gee, what to have for dinner tonight. And I know I sometimes fall into that pattern where you do the same thing week in and week out. You're time-starved, you know, your family's hungry, you got to get something out there. But at least with your um, offerings, you have so many choices, right, Rachel? Yeah, absolutely. Our fish is always different we never have the same each week i mean there's certain things we do have the same of our salmon Mm -hmm. biggest seller um but it's always always different fish and what's great when you said time starve too so if if we make a product in our store we have a lot of ready to ready to cook or ready to eat meals that we have so in other words we're going to use the same premium raw products that you're going to use but we'll cook them and prepare them like our heat and serve baby back ribs so we slow roast the ribs and all you do is take them home and warm them up and they're tender they fall apart within 10 minutes what's easier than that absolutely do you deliver well (laughs) not yet not yet we have a lot a lot of requests for that i imagine you would yeah yeah. in addition to um, fish you also have uh, shellfish scallops uh Shrimp, Shrimp, obviously, oysters, clams, oysters. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the full gamut. Now, homemade sausage is a big deal at your place, and you make it yourself. Is that right? I do. Absolutely. <laughs> I laugh because it's uh, it's quite an overwhelming uh, product that we've had at our store now. We have over 30 different types of homemade sausage. We never, ever used a prepackaged seasoning. Everything is weighed out before. Um, we use fresh um, ingredients, vegetables, um, anything. And we have so many different types of sausage. Our smoked uh, gouda and mushroom sausage is one of our, our top highlights. Our hot Hungarian pepper sausage, which is almost a play off of Rachel's soup that she makes, and just so many others. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. You wouldn't think there'd be that many varieties, but 30 plus. And I imagine people will ask you to combine certain elements too, right? They do. Well, and they... I always take advice because that's how you learn. I'm yeah. not a type of person that is, uh, I close up and say, I'm not going to take your advice. The best way for me to learn is through my customers and colleagues. And I've had uh, someone come in who might be 75 years old, explain how a butcher used to do something when she was younger. And I've learned from that. And it helps my other customers experience that great that's great that you're open to suggestion and recommendations Uh, i'm a big fan of turkey and chicken sausages have you seen an increase because people are perhaps more cognizant of fat intake or sodium do you see it people are i think are much more discerning these days yeah we have a lot of chicken sausages and everything that we have in pork it seems like frank makes in uh, sausage chicken as well that's the way to go. Breakfast. Yeah. We have a chicken breakfast sausage, which yeah. is Yeah, and I think people um, in general are um, a little more discreet with their choices when it comes to their health. Frank, you've both been in the business for a while. What have you noticed in terms of the way people consume food, eat food, what they request? Is it different than, say, even five years ago? It is different. One thing I do see is, is and it's true, if you're eating good and you're eating the good foods, you're actually going to eat less. So it sounds funny, but um, we do have people who are starting to see that. They'll say, we come into your store, we buy these better quality meats, um, and what we're realizing, we're not as we're not eating as much as, as, as if we were if we were eating something at less quality. That's because a great point. It is true, and, it, and it's healthier. It's for your body. You have to let your body... Um, heal itself and and kind of you know run the way it's supposed to. So you got to give it the best fuel, and the best fuel is the best foods. And digest things the way it should be too, exactly. without a lot of fillers and compounds. And goodness knows what's in those fillers. Um, yeah, I think clean eating is certainly the way to go, and it certainly helps. Like you said, it's almost like a high performance car. You don't want to put garbage in there. You exactly. need to run hot and run long. Everybody's lives are so busy. And speaking of busy, uh, Rachel, you make soups, which are very popular. Yes. Um, usually, what I do is take a can and, uh, and open it. So that's the extent of my soup. But you've um, become known for your soups. I know. I read an article recently in a very nice publication called Delish which is put out by uh, editor Michelle DeLuca through the Niagara Gazette. And um, it's a nice glossy magazine, all devoted to the uh, food scene. And uh, there was a piece in there about how people are calling Dispenses Meat Market, asking about the types of soups you have on a given day. That's really taken off for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Uh, It started last year. Just I made some soups to go to the market because it went into fall and it was cold. So we thought, hey, some soup. And then it just took off from there. And I thought this summer, oh, no one's going to want to eat soup, but yeah, I'm still making soups. Yeah. Um, I sometimes I have four different varieties, but what I, I guess what is, I don't use any flour or glutens in my soups, even as thickeners, because I know a lot of people have gluten sensitivities and they just don't want to eat it. So I try to put as least ingredients in there. But they're just, they're really good. And they're good. so flavorful. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And uh, with the mention of summer, Frank, now that the weather's finally starting to cooperate after a, I think, historically rainy spring, 
What do you recommend for grilling season, Frank? Are there particular cuts of meat that work best? Well, there are, and there are our traditional cuts, like your steaks and chops and chicken. But I really want to encourage people to try to do something out of your comfort level a little bit more. Fish, um, right? Yeah, fish is great on a grill. Also, if people are intimidated by flank or skirt steak, which is a very flavorful piece of beef, but it's just you have to cook it a certain way and cut it the right way. Um, but, you know, just explore more. Get your grills out, and they really should stay out year-round. It's always a, kind of a... a, a <laughs> argument I have with people, the grill should not be put away in wintertime because grilling really is a great way to bring out more flavors and in, in these wonderful meats and seafood. That do we you have. have an opinion because of what you do, uh, propane versus, say, charcoal? I'm definitely a charcoal person. Um, propane is quick. It's easy, and I get it. And we even have a small propane grill for those times we're in a pinch. But nothing's better than a, a good quality lump uh, or briquette charcoal. But one thing I have to say, and I did say it in uh, an article, again, that was in another one of the Delish magazines, if you're going to use lighter fluid, just just close the garage door <laughs> and just call for pizza Go or call a, yeah. for a pizza, do, yeah. Do, do not. I love that. It. I'm so glad you brought that up, Frank, because I remember chuckling when I read that line. So you feel very strongly about that. I, no lighter fluid. Well, and it's just not good for your body yeah. anyway. Why are you going to put chemicals on... It's it's a piece of meat you're buying from us, and we take a lot of pride in our stuff. So it, don't buy it from us if you're going to use lighter fluid. You're right. Yeah. You know, as you say, and you're at local natural meats from farm to table. Why would you want to include something that's exactly. completely unnatural and would give it a really funky taste mm-hmm. too? It does. And 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 like Rachel said about the soups, and you mentioned clean. Uh, you know, most of our store is um, rounded out around clean paleo. South Beach, things like that, where mm-hmm. where we know we're conscious what our customers want, so that's why they're more comfortable to basically trust your butcher. Yes, yes, and keto is such a buzzword Absolutely. these days, too, so yeah. I'm sure you hear that all the time. How can people reach you, Frank? Well, the best way is to call our shop at 791-3400. We do have a website. It's dispensas.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Whatever other social media that I can teach my old brain to learn, I'm going to try to keep doing. <laughs> and, of course, they'll listen for your commercials on our station. Absolutely. For which we're grateful. And look for the Dispenza's plates at Starry Night in the Garden coming up on June 26th. Big signature event for our sister station, Star 102.5. We are delighted to have you folks as our plate sponsor, meaning when you walk into the Botanical Garden site, you'll have a plate with the Dispenza's uh, logo, and you'll see a cow and a chicken, right? That's the Absolutely. logo. Absolutely, <laughs> and I have to say, we, we feel like we made it big time now. We're we've excited. Been, we've been very grateful with Entercom to be able to work with all your stations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. But um, now that we're going to be a big part of the Star 102.5 Starry Night in the Garden, we're also going to be there uh, sampling Rachel's signature bourbon meatballs oh, as well. Oh, looking forward to that. Folks, thanks a million for coming in this morning. I wish you continued good success. Thank, Thank you, you, Brenda. Thank, Thank you, Kevin. Frank and Rachel Dispenza. That'll put a wrap on this edition of Slice of Life. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, we'll carve out one together. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520.